You joke! But the first thing me and Jen are gonna buy new for my apartment when I'm when we finally get around to moving and actually moving uh, legally moving in together, as opposed to her just crashing at my place all the time. I'm like, we have to buy we have to buy a new couch, and she's like, mm -hmm. yes. And can we light your current one on fire? Cause I want to see what happens. You have the best girlfriend. I like my girlfriend. <laughs> sending her out, sending your uh, inanimate objects out on Viking funeral, minus the boat and all of the fire. Yeah, well, cause like she's seen me like putting this damn thing back together, and for an IKEA couch, it's held up surprisingly well. But we're also pretty sure there's just like a mix of like hard alcohol, various bodily fluids, blood, sweat, tears, and like gamer stank in it at this <laughs> point. We're just lighting it on fire might summon something from the other realm. Like, who has summoned Kogaroth? I have, you have burned my effigy. Who are you? I am the pagan god of video game slothness. You have sacrificed- otaku funk. You have sacrificed a worthy sofa to summon me. That's cool. <laughs> y you want to get on the split screen? Kolgaroth knows no player two. That that's cool, man. I prefer playing Dom in Gears of War. Silence, mortal. <laughs> Kolgaroth feels nothing for you. I'm unemployed, man. Kolgaroth is also technically between jobs. <laughs> and planes of existence. Kolgaroth would like to inquire as to whether or not there are Cheetos. <laughs> Eat up some pizza rolls, he'll be happy. Hello and welcome to the Something Awesome Podcast. How do you fuck it up every time you do the <laughs> intro? How? Because I'm cocked up in the brain. We've done a... This is episode 12. Like, we've done almost a baker's dozen. We've done a dozen episodes so far. You hear this every week. How are you still fucking up the name? Because <laughs> I'm this dex geek. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Wicked Awesome cast. I'm Charlie, and I'm joined by this jagoff named Jeff. <laughs> And I think that is the best intro we've ever had now. Ah, uh, very well might be. The, the intro music was okay, I guess, too. <laughs> yep. Hopefully it's okay. I don't want to ask you how your week is. I'm now so mad at you. <laughs> how was your week, you son of a bitch? <laughs> I'm good at getting you mad at me. That's why this works. You are good at getting me mad at you. It's like the Lars James Hetfield thing, except for me... I'll be Lars. <laughs> yeah, I'm a productive angered. <laughs> um, Don't tell so, me what I can't do. I'll go fucking start a YouTube channel out of spite. A second one? <laughs> we should start a podcast. Fuck yeah, we're starting a podcast, motherfucker. And we're making it more episodes than we ever had any right doing. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yep. It's, oh, we, you, should po you could never post five times a week. I'll fucking post five times a week if I want to. <laughs> And he did. And I do, yeah. Oh, God. So how was my week? So we'll first start with the shitty part of my week, which was this weekend. So I was driving around with my dad, who he ruptured his Achilles recently. So I'm driving, and we're driving in Massachusetts, and we're at a stoplight, and we're moving at a real quick pace of about two miles an hour. And all of a sudden, in the pickup truck we're driving, we feel a bump from behind. 
we have been rear-ended <laughs> by a Nissan Rogue, or whatever. A car. And it's this tiny little crossover SUV. So my dad gets out of the car and goes to talk to the person driving it. And they know, my dad notices, you know, not much damage to our car, nothing to that person's. Um, you know, whatever, we'll go our separate ways. The Verizon Wireless across from us is on strike. And you know what protests mean? Witnesses? Police details. Ah. So immediately, these two cops walk over. One is a kid who grew up three blocks down from me and I played hockey with for years. <laughs> and the other is this guy pushing a hundred. The young, young age of 100 years old. <clears throat> 100 years young. Yeah. And uh, immediately my dad recognizes the kid and they start, you know, chatting it up and they're having a good time. We're like, oh, things are going great. He's like, oh, you know, anything bad here? He's like, ah, it's just a little tap. We're fine. The truck's fine. They don't seem upset. Um, and my friend or my uh, old childhood friend was like, oh, whatever. And then the old guy's like, hey, we got some damage on this one. Because I guess when you're stuck doing police details, you'd have much better to do than to point than to hold up other people. Yeah. So <clears throat> immediately he's like, "We're gonna have to file this." So they have to call in another cop car because you know they're on police detail. They don't have all their paperwork with them, so we have to wait for another cop car to show up. <laughs> they ask me for my license, which I produce. They ask the other person for their license. They produce a passport. Uh-oh. They don't have a license. Ooh. So now I have to wait for a tow truck to come to take this person's car away. Awesome. And it was friggin' horrible. And it took us, like, getting nudged at two miles an hour, not even damaging our truck, wound up resulting in, like, a 45-minute endeavor. Ordeal, yeah. And deal. And then I had to fill out paperwork ever, so... Are you are you happier now <laughs> knowing all that? Yeah, a little bit actually. Yeah, bring a little warmth to your heart and the cackles of your how do underbelly. you feel that you got some poor son of a bitch deported? <laughs> I don't think I got them deported, <laughs> but I, they definitely had their car taken away. Yeah, uh, the person's uh, husband wound up showing up later, and uh, I'm pretty sure he probably went and got their car afterward. Sure, but that was a grade A debacle. Um, I so. Dumb question before you move on. If you were to guess where this person was from, where would they have been from? Um, well, I was trying to be nice, but she didn't really speak English. Um, my dad believes she was uh, Hispanic. Fair. Um, uh, but don't actually know the answer. I was I hoping something really strange. <laughs> like Lithuanian or yeah! something? Or, uh, no, it wasn't very exciting. Uh, but um, that happened. Then week goes on i played a bunch of video games mostly league of legends so rooster teeth so there's this company out there called tug t-u-g-g are you familiar okay. with them because you're in the no. movie industry you may have heard of them uh, maybe is the answer but they do basically if you have an independent film or something and there's a time slot at a movie theater if enough people buy pre-sale tickets oh, they'll yeah, yeah. rent the spot um, it's almost like Kickstarter for movies. Yeah, they did the um, Laser Team thing, right? Yep. This time it was, uh, they did a showing of the entire first season of Ruby, which I know you're not a fan of, but I am a big fan not, of. not so. a fan of it, but yeah. Or, sorry, yeah. I, I was, that was a little too accusational, yeah. you are correct. Um, 
But uh, I went to that last night, um, and that was really cool. Um, That said, I don't know if it was the theater I was in, speakers were that bad, or that show's audio production has significantly increased. Because in the first episode, there are so many moments that, like, drove me fucking nuts of, like, a person's talking volume was the same volume as some explosions. I, I got I got news for you. That was the audio quality of the first couple episodes. <laughs> oh, That's why thank I'm God like, they picked it up. <laughs> I, it was very. Like, I think the first couple episodes were like proof of concept. We could totally do this. Yeah. And then they threw a production team at it. So the like, <clears throat> there's other things. If you look at it, you're like, wow, that's a really bad editing cut right there. Yeah, that show basically you have to get through like the first like. Eight episodes were like, okay, is it getting footing? It's getting footing. And then they got to, like, episode, like, nine or ten. Also, like, okay, we're going to have a humongous epic battle scene because people took enough interest we can throw some money at it. And they're like, holy shit, people kept doing that. Now they're on season three. And the show got dark. It's the danger, not danger necessarily, but the challenge of high-end content made for YouTube where it's like, yeah, it's like, what we do, pretty cheap and low risk. Animation, though, requires time and people and lots of stuff goes on. There's an investment into it, if you will. So it's like, eh, we'll see what happens. Okay, people like it. We'll make more. Months and months and months of production. (laughs) Yeah. And mocap, everything. Yeah, it's a whole to-do. So we did that, and we got to go to the tug screening, got to see a... uh, advanced episode of a new project they're doing which was uh apparently they're coming out with this thing called ruby chibi and i won't go too much into the spoiler of it because you know advanced content and whatnot but is it chibi versions of ruby you must be a wizard did you read my mind while i was what no uh yes it is exactly that it's just some slice of life stuff that they did to just make the characters yet more endearing sure and when you make it chibi, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get that fangirl vote very successfully. Kawaii Destiny! That's all Waifu about. Pillow! Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. That said, it was funny. <laughs> I, there's the fine line between, oh, this happens to be on, I will guess I'll watch it, and actively seeking that stuff out, though, where it's like... Yeah. Yeah. It, it was very, like, minimalist humor, like... They would take a situation and make it funny more than it was like, we're just going to write some jokes with punchlines and stuff. Yeah. Like, well, I guess spoiling a little bit. One of them is the main character just baking cookies and the entire fiasco that her trying to bake cookies was. Oh, so it's Asamongu Dayo, the new version, essentially. Basically, and what's hilarious is the friend who I went with was immediately like, hey, is this at all like that show that you talked about being weird and slice of lifey from AMV Hell? Azumanga Dayo. You mean Azumanga Dayo? Yep, that's the one. <laughs> yep. I'm almost ashamed to say I've watched that show. I've read almost the manga ashamed. and watched the show. It's, it's a fine show. <laughs> it's critically acclaimed. Critically acclaimed slice of life. Speaking of anime, Gantz is getting a CG full-release movie. Woo! I think. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, my God. We need to do, like, a blood drunk. Maybe not necessarily on the show, but, like, just all... Your friends, and we'll just do betting, uh, playing who dies next, betting shots. On Gantz? On Gantz. That's easy. Everyone. Everyone? No, no, no. But you have to guess who dies, who dies next. See, it has to be I remember order. how many people died in the first epi- like the first battle segment. It's like, oh, 80% of the cast is now dead. So, Shit. 
I'm gonna take I'm gonna take over here for a minute and tell a story, which is back in high school, Charlie introduced Jeff to this show called Gantz, which for those who don't know, is a I guess it's like a rite of passage to watch Gantz that show. It's good. A, it's good, a but good it's show. It is an amazing show. Yeah. It is as completely shameless on what it has to provide. That said, George R. Martin has more predictable deaths than this show trying to guess the order in which they will die. It is obvious that they all will die, but who's going to die next is not super obvious. No, to Jeff's point where it's like, oh, this main character should be safe because they're a main character. Like, Gantz is like, oh, we're setting up this main character to immediately, like, rip that dude in half. Like, imagine if Ned Stark died, not at the end of season one, but, like, episode six, like, halfway through the season. No, no, he lived too long then. I'm talking, like, if he had the end of the first episode ended in some, like, horrible mutant monster just coming out of nowhere, and, like, 30 seconds of it slowly kind of, like, just t-bone style ripping him in half like that it is turns what, into it's a like, human wishbone yeah human wishboning him in half like that is what this show brings to the table where it's like this is obviously the main character oh god also the show doesn't do as much of the it does have focus a lot on the tertiary character's lives but there's always a very distinct main character and that guy can totally die at any given moment yeah no it's because of Gantz and then the Gantz manga, which is even more what the fuck is going on. <clears throat> it's like, I will never defend Gantz. If you're <laughs> a fan of the gourmet angles of anime and Japanese, like uh, video production and stuff like that, you really you should go deliver. check out Gantz if you <laughs> haven't. Because, like, if you can say the it, dog. it's a horrible thing. It the happens dog. in Gantz. Like, and yep. I'm not just talking from a violent standpoint. Like, the racism in it, the well, sexual content in the show, the show it, that yeah. got cut, that's in the manga. But the sexual stuff is still totally Oh, in yeah, the, that's totally the still in the show. And like, the... if, if you want a show that makes, like, that goes from, like, the uncomfortableness of rape in one scene to something worse, and you're like, how could there be something worse? Oh, a dog walked into the room. Yeah. Oh, that's... the dog's doing... Oh, my God. Yeah. Like I <laughs> said, it... Gantz is not a good show. No. But if you ever watch it, you have to play a game, which is every time a character dies, you pause that fucking show, and then you try to predict who's going to die next. Yeah. And then you're usually wrong. Yeah. Um, there's, no, there's no way of predicting who's going to live. And when that comes out, we need to, like... I don't have to care if I have to fucking Skype it in. All like watch that show and get shithouse wasted betting shots on who so dies on next. So the important part of that is it's focusing on the the um story arc of Gantz, where there's like mechas and shit in it. <laughs> Explaining the, how Gantz came to be. No, the Osaka time period where it's like, yeah, you're just gonna kill Godzilla now. Why? Because I told you to. Because Godzilla's a dickhead and you hunt aliens for a living. And I don't know you what. You're really looking for that much exposition? Do you see what's going on in this show? So if you're listening to me and Jeff and go, that's not possible, what's about... No, that's exactly what happens. Like, the boss is a giant ball. It's like, okay, shit brains, go kill 50 of these aliens for me. Why? So I don't kill you. What do you mean, why? Go <laughs> do it. Yeah. Also, don't piss off the ball with a human, like... In it? Friggin' umbilical cord in it, inside of it. It doesn't like uh, opposition. Also, it ranks you. 
you're not killing enough things. Go kill more things. Like, whoever's at the bottom of the ladder dies. Why would you bother saving us from intimate death? Oh no, I haven't saved you. You're just now indentured servants of mine. Yep. You can either do this or you can just go back to being dead. Your choice. Guess what? You'll probably go back to being dead eventually. <laughs> You'll probably die at some point. Because I forgot that, like, in the first episode, they opened, like, Gantz is a government program. And that's all the exposition you're going to get. No, so that's the best thing. It's that kid lying about what it is. Like, they just really? never that's even explain. It's like, it's like, what is Gantz? Kid lies about it. He's not wrong, but he's also just flat out lying about what Gantz is. Yep. Some great characters there. Um, but off of that tangent... Yeah. Uh, that was my the big thing for my week is I went to a tug screening of the first season of Ruby. And I really hope... Or they said that they're going to do the second and third season, and I'm much more looking forward to that because uh, the second and third season contain more action and are much quicker paced and better series. That said, watching in a movie theater, watching Crescent Rose fucking unfold is amazing. Watching that weapon just unhinge itself and it's like... And now a scythe slams itself into the fucking earth was pretty awesome. I can imagine that's a show that looks really good on the big screen. That, that, that's, that feels like a show that does benefit from... Look how big the TV is! Yup. Yeah. Alright, cool. That's, that's so, like, I didn't even know they were really doing that. That's pretty sweet. Hmm. Yeah. So how was your week? I played Dark Souls 3. Or did, or did I, you play I, you? I... Uh, so on um, the day of this recording, so it's long up by the time you're hearing this, our hour one of Dark Souls went up, and I, after doing a little bit of research afterwards, I managed to pick one of the worst starting classes for what oh, I was geez. trying to do for Dark Souls 3, so I'm like, eh, that explains why it sucks so much. Okay, that and it's Dark Souls 3, I'm way out of practice on those games, but that's neither here nor there at that point. I... I also briefly played World of Warcraft. Uh, that video will probably go up soon, so I'm not going to spoil too much of it. But I can't wait to see this. I, it is me being pissed off that they made World of Warcraft too easy. Like I cannot wait to see this. I, I, I regret that. It's, it's me hanging out in the starting zones with Alex, one of our guys on the channel, and... Like, I get to level 5 in the span of a half hour, and I'm like, what is this bullshit? Like, what do you mean I can't die? Yeah, when they said the first 10 levels are free, they really meant, like, the first, like, hours free. Yeah, apparently. no, it's, it is, I don't want to call it insultingly easy, but I'm not going to say World of Warcraft was ever hard. We'll come back to Dark Souls 3 and talk about hard in a little <laughs> bit. But, like, it... My reaction to this game was so negative. Like I've I've made jokes about how it's like, oh, I installed I installed World of Warcraft World of Warcraft back on my computer. It's like me buying heroin to have on a shelf. No, no, this is like me putting the band on, getting the heroin ready, putting it in my arm, plunging it in, and going, eh. Man, they cut this, this shit. Yeah, it's like, eh, this ain't so great anymore. And then being like, I never want to do this ever. It's like, heroin's cured my heroin addiction. That is, I'm like... With weak heroin. Yeah, and I, it's... it's. And you have Alex defending, he's like, oh, they've made so many quality of life improvements. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, like, unforgivably easy. Like, I, it, it's... Like, That's every part of what I went through just felt weirdly, like... Eh... 
Mm-hmm. We want to, we made it accessible. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Some games need a learning curve. I, I mean, we're, you're literally talking Dark Souls, which is the definition of murderous learning curve is a prerequisite. Yeah, no, it's not so much even a learning curve. It's like, I, I was doing more research. A couple of weeks ago, some guy got to level 100 in World of Warcraft, whatever the max level is, on a DDR dance pad. And I'm like, holy shit, that's impressive. That's lots of DDRing. No, that's probably like four hours a night for a couple weeks of DDRing. Not, not less of an impressive feat, but at the same time, you have me kind of standing there going, this is not as impressive as it was. Mm-hmm. I, this is a much easier game than it used to be. Leveling is way fucking easier. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying you couldn't get to level five and a half hour <laughs> in the first game, but, like, it was a grueling, you will die at least once, potentially, level five. Like, something came around and kicked you in the teeth at least once. Yep. And if you took a wrong corner, potentially, you could wind up against something you shouldn't. Yeah, no, and this was, like, instance off air. It's like, oh, we have so much story. I'm like, yeah. Too bad the combat still kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you've taken away the tension <coughs> of the combat, it's, it really, it's, it, it is a worse game for it. Like, the fact that I was doing stuff, it's like, so this is easy mode? No, this is just the game now. Really? This is World of Warcraft now. Like, huh. On the flip side, Dark Souls. Mm Mm-hmm. I still like Dark Souls. Very nice. That's all I got on that one. I've I've been playing a lot of it. I've been playing it on my PC, which has has, has taught me something. I never understood why it was complained about so much back in the day. So, um... When Dark Souls 1 came out for the Xbox 360 and the PS3, everyone on the Xbox 360 was like, eh, kind of fuck this game. The controls are bad, etc., etc. The amount of rebinding I had to do to make an Xbox 360 controller playably functional for Dark Souls 3, I'm like, okay, yeah, I get this. This is not a good controller for this game. How so? Um, well, so you have to use all four bumpers to play the mm-hmm. game. Like, you have to use the triggers and the bumpers. And, at least by default, it comes with the trigger being your heavy attack and the bumper being your standard normal attack, which seems ass backwards. Like, it's like, no, what? It's like, the, the trigger that's easy to hold down should be my guard and my faster attack button, not my, like, power swing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you could rebind in the original Xbox 360 version, so I get it now. Like, that's not a great control scheme for that game. And the mm-hmm. amount of modifying I did with that game to make it playable for me is... I think I rebound almost every button, actually. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that's, you're all the happier for it. Oh, no, it's, it's, I, I like that quite a bit. I'm still trying to figure out how to get my PS4 controller to work with it because I'm like, you know what would be awesome? Not this controller. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's the Xbox 360 controller is still better than the Xbox One in some ways. The issue is the PS4 controller is just the best controller I've played with to date. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I want that working on PC easier than it turns out to be. No, but I'm I'm digging Dark Souls. I 
a lot of people were like, ah, they made it too easy, and I do miss the interconnectedness of the Dark Souls 1 versus Dark Souls 3, but at the same time, I'm lost a lot less. I'm like, I'm not saying I don't know, don't know where to go, but it's like, okay, I kind of should probably go that direction. Thanks. I'm gonna go die over there now. Mm-hmm. There's less frustration based on, I don't know where to go to the internet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's still fucking hard and stuff. It looks fucking gorgeous on my PC, and yeah, 60 frames a second. Yeah. <laughs> Join us, Charlie. No, Join no, no. It's, I'm playing it like half of my brain's going, but what if Windows just chooses to fail now? <laughs> I've had good luck with it so far, so hopefully that persists, because I could get real pit. I I've heard there's some rampant cheating issues on PC and shit like that. Like, there's there's some stuff going on, which is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I recently went over to 10 as well. I was really hesitant to do it because I have so many, like, audio drivers hanging in the mix that may not be supported. Unfortunately, it turns out they were. Yeah. So I lucked out big time with that. 10's weird what works with it. Like, it's for some stuff, it's been fantastic. For some stuff, it's like, we don't believe your NVIDIA graphics card can out audio out over HDMI. I promise you it can. Okay, fine, whatever. Oh, yeah, we believe you now. Really? Really? Mm. Yeah. No, it's... I, that's basically my week. I didn't do much. Lots of Destiny. Balancing Destiny and Dark Souls 3 is really weird because it's like one game I'm super good at and it's like light and punch stuff in the face. Like one is me it's like at a smurfing. <laughs> yeah, me as a one's me as a badass, like skipping around, killing things with a giant hammer, and the other one's like, okay, if I roll through this room, trigger that trap, then backflip off that wall and somehow survive, I can move forward ten feet. Mm -hmm. We just crossed the street. Yeah, basically. It's like, Destiny, it's like, I just killed a god for the third time this week, and I'm now teabagging him in the face. Dark Souls, man, there's a lot of dogs in that room. I'm going to come back later when I'm better at dealing with dogs. Let's go <laughs> kill some flowers again or something. <laughs> Fucking flowers killed me! I can believe that. No, I, I love the fact they've retained some of my favorite Dark Souls moments where it's like, oh, that giant nightmare beast, whatever. That old dude with a katana and no shirt and just kind of a loincloth. Ooh, what's he up to? Bet he's a badass. Yup, he was a badass! Mistakes were made, and I'm gonna die. But yeah, that's that, that's basically my week. That That's pretty awesome. It's making me want to either, like... Go dust off my old copy of Ninja Gaiden, the like, what I will somewhat consider a spiritual successor to this style of hard mode. And, or get my hands on like, I kind of, I wanted to get uh, Dark Souls 1 or 2, but because the Dark Souls 3 came out, instead of doing what I thought they would do, which is drop the price, they maintained it. <laughs> Dark Souls 1 on the PC is not great. It's got some issues. They kind of gave a rat's ass about the PS about Dark Souls 2, but it also has some weird issues attached to it. So I, it, if you're on PC, I can't recommend Dark Souls 3 enough, and this actually might be the most, except for the first boss, accessible Dark Souls I've played to date. Like, it's got the Dark Souls 1, you can just kind of wander around and find some shit stuff, but it's also got the Dark Souls 2, go to a fucking bonfire. Go here. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. 
It's an interesting blend. Yeah, no, it's... A, the joy of Dark Souls 1 was it was a giant labyrinth map, meaning, like, you would, like, beat a boss, open a door, and suddenly you were back at, like, this weird door you never noticed in the starting zone. You're like, how the shit did I get here? It was just one giant, sprawling, hydra-head mess of tunnels and caves and things that interconnected. It was like... I, and the, the cool part of that game was, like, the end game content was just next to the starting zone, essentially. Hmm. It's like, don't go right. Why? Right is where all the badass stuff is slash the end of the game. So I could just go beat the game? Yes? Could I do that? No. <laughs> Unless you're a badass, I mean. Unlikely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I'm, I'm digging it. It's. I may go and restart the game because I picked the absolutely worst, one of the worst characters to start the game off as, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, I kind of like it. There's I'll multiple stick... characters you can start as? Well, so there's, there's classes and stuff, and the classes oh, okay, do yep. affect things, and if you're thinking about picking up Dark Souls, if you've never played a Dark Souls-ish game before, eh, play a sorcerer. Just... Take the flack the online community will give you about not being a big, strong man with a sword and just fucking play a sorcerer. That range. Still overpowered and still kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's... it's. I'm liking it. I Like with Bloodborne, I wish the co-op system was... I wish you could turn on a good co-op version. I get the point of these games is brutal difficulty and stuff like that, but, like, Bloodborne especially, I'm like, it'd be so cool to have, like, a posse of friends and we're hunting monsters and shit. Like, and I know that's not the game, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I want to, okay, beat the game. Now give me easy co-op mode or something. Like, I, it feels like a game you really want to play with your friends, and they've gotten better at making it so you can play with your friends. But at the same time, it's like... Just the normal co-op mode would be kind of cool for this. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would take too much away from the game, but whatever. You just gotta make sure it doesn't get Resident Evil 5 It's so... Dark Souls, the franchise, and even Bloodborne to a certain extent, is a combat puzzle game at its heart. Like, it's not so much... Like, the majority of the individual encounters are not hard... They're hard because you don't know how they work, and that is the challenge of the game. Where, like, Ninja Gaiden is action game hard, where it's like, you have to be parrying and blocking and attacking and ninja magicking all the time. Dark Souls is a methodical progression forward, where it's like, if you approach and learn every encounter, you get really good at the game. If you want to put the time in and learn a boss's patterns and tells and stuff like that, it's like, okay, mm -hmm. he does this overhead slam, and he's, and he's got five seconds. My rush in attack, but if I do that, I have to only get two hits. I have to backflip back out of the way because he has a grab where he then impales me on his sword or something like that if I'm too close. So it's, it's all about risk and reward and actually learning what's going on as opposed to, like, twitchy button attacks. Seems a little like uh, War of Attrition-y in some ways. In, so... That is actually my biggest thing. I love Bloodborne. I like Bloodborne more in some ways than I do Dark Souls because Bloodborne is the same kind of methodical approach to combat 
with some devil may cry injected into it where it's like no 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 you recover health on attacks if you it's like you have a time frame where if you hit something and hit get, and do damage you'll recover some of the health you've lost so it's like you traded kill it now you'll get the health back kind of thing it, it encourages aggression where this one's very much a sword and shield like shield up block an attack get two attacks in retreat and they're different i, I like that I, i'm playing i'm capable of playing dark souls 3 kind of Bloodborne-esque, but the pacings are very different. I would... I think I said this in the hour one. I'd still rather Bloodborne 2 than Dark Souls 3, but this is the most Bloodborne-y of the Dark Souls so far as an option, which I'm like, yeah, for me, that's good. Mm-hmm. You let me get my aggression out. <laughs> but so, yeah, that's about it for my week. Uh, we got some quick little topics to run through. I'm not sure which intro i wound up using so i may have already spoiled the main topic but we're not we're, we'll get to that in a little bit um you hear about the match fixing issues in south korea starcraft no i did not oh gambling's made that thing a fantastic corrupt pit of despair and sadness okay uh, it's so this match fixing has been rampant in that scene i guess for a little while and they're finally cracking oh down match fixing now yeah. i know it. okay yeah i thought you said matchmaking i was like what, no. what's wrong with the server Nah, match fixing. It's a thing now, yep. and it's fine. I, I I assumed it was always a thing, but now they're like, nah, because of gambling, we have to stop this. And not to get like too reminiscent on some other topics we've covered, this is kind of what happened with collusion in fighting games, where it's like, nah, if we both make it to the finals, just fucking tank the finals and we'll split the prize money. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, no, no, let these two people get to the finals and we'll split the money five ways or something. Mm -hmm. It's 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 shitty and it really ruins the scene in some ways for a game. Yep. Yeah. Um, Super Hut's coming to the Xbox One on May third. Uh, we did a Super Hut video for the PC version. I like that game a lot. If you're an Xbox One owner, go get it. That game deserves all the money because it's fucking amazing. Uh, you can now buy Steam games with bitcoins. Joy. Yeah, because I want to pay for my video games in black market heroin money. Hmm. Well, uh, supposedly, if you had invested in Bitcoin, like, back when it came out, you'd have, like, 4,000% of your money or something stupid. Uh, more than that, I think it's... I looked into Bitcoin very seriously when it popped up, and I wish I'd gone the other way with it, because at the time, I was like, how much does Bitcoin cost? Oh, basically nothing. I should buy some of these pretty sure this is a scam whatever yeah she's just I, taking the plunge well so what i should have done which i thought more about was you could buy a bitcoin mining rig at the time and that's where the money's at yep that's what i should have gotten into and like they were selling like little like off the shelf you plug this thing and put an ethernet cable in and let it run bitcoin rigs i'm like yeah i should have done that should have mm -hmm. done that but Cashed whatever out. <laughs> I, fuck yeah <laughs> like I think those things sell for like hundreds of thousands of dollars now. That's coins, like machines. Yeah, it's like the return on initial investment in bitcoins, where it's like they were just kind of fucking giving them away to get them in circulation, trying to assess some monetary value to them. The return, if you got one of the original bitcoins, was initial investor into it. It's potentially the most lucrative investment ever to date, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's better than I have stock in original Google. Hmm. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, yeah. That, so um, before we get into our main topic, I kind of got a, 
as a YouTuber, this one was kind of important to me. They're finally starting to make some strides towards fixing the content ID system, where this one hit near and dear to me because all the Metal Gear Solid videos we do get flagged by Konami as their stuff, which, if you don't know how content ID works, certain companies are more aggressive about it, some people view what we do as free advertising, whatever, it's, it's designed to stop me from posting songs just the on game. <laughs> just the game, essentially, yeah, even yeah. just the game, they've actually made arguments for your gameplay is enough of a change to maybe qualify for fair use, but mm -hmm. it's a very kind of complicated area, and the annoying thing for me is all videos do best when they post, and the issue is a lot of companies will tag stuff, then you can file a claim against it, and they'll just let it run out after 20 days or however long it is, I think it's like 20, 30 days or so, and the issue is I put videos up five times a week. We post Metal Gear Solid up two times a week. I don't have 20 days to let an episode sit in my queue list before I post it. So, and any money we may have made or any viewer progression we may have made during that time doesn't get counted towards the video. The views do, but any potential revenue we may have made from it just kind of vanishes into the ether. Which is during its the height of its popularity. Yeah, exactly. Like, and... YouTube is fixing that. So now, while you battle it out with the people that claim your content, that money's being diverted to a separate account where mm -hmm. if you gain control and ownership of it, it gets sent to you ultimately, which is, I think, a really good progression forward, and especially in light of... um, You know what Jimquisition is? Jimquisition? Yeah, yeah, it's the guy who works with Yahtzee. Did you catch what he did recently to copyright claims? No. So, um, you can't post anything from Nintendo. Nintendo will tag anything you do as their property and, in some cases, take it down because you're not matching their brand they want out there, or they'll just monetize the shit out of your stuff and take the money for themselves. So, and the Jimquisition stuff is supposed to be completely ad-free courtesy of Patreon, which I give them points for. We can't do, obviously, because we don't make any money off YouTube, but... Yep. I like that approach where it's like, no, no, we don't do any advertising because we want this to be as pure as possible. Power to you, Jim. Yep. But if he ever wants to talk about Nintendo, it winds up getting ads because of that. So he went through and found all of the videos he got copyright claims on that got monetized against them and dumped them all into a video of him talking about Nintendo stuff and featuring Nintendo stuff. So he now has like 30 different content ID claims for large companies fighting each other nice. for who has ownership of it. It's like, this is how dumb the system is. And I'm like, this is brilliant you thought of it. Like, I hope he does a video of how crazy the process gets because it's like legitimately Konami versus Nintendo versus like, it's the bigs of the video game industry going at it where it's like, who has ownership of this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just... It shows off how goddamn stupid all this is, and I think it's about time someone tries to fix it. So yeah, despite PAX being a thing, not a lot of news came out of it. Some games got announced and shit like that, but nothing that was especially spoke to me. Did you follow PAX at all, Jeff? No, but I had a whole bunch of friends who went and didn't tell me they were going until they messaged me asking if I wanted to get Wagamamas. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, aren't you in the Prudential Center? No. <laughs> Your friends are better I, jackasses than I am. <laughs> Apparently on this one particular occasion. They're yeah. like, oh, we thought you were here. Like, no. Why are you there? Oh, we went. Oh, thanks for the invite. <laughs> I...
I contemplated trying to get you a press pass for it, actually. I'm like, could I just send Jeff to PAX? Am I allowed to do that? Jeff, you're going to PAX! What? As press! What? So long as I interviewed someone, you probably yeah. could. Yeah, probably. No, we do press stuff occasionally. We do the unplugs. I'd even edit it for you, but... Yeah, that was... <laughs> that's shitty, but yeah, at the same time, it's like... I'd have to edit my own content, or else you'd find a way to, like, spin it like, Jeff is a terrible human being. Watch Jeff be racist or something. I have this like, podcast watch Jeff that. go to McDonald's or watch Jeff go to Wagamama's and like watch him dislike his food. <laughs> it's like I didn't say option. any of those things. Where did you dub this? Your How bathroom? did you voice sample me? <laughs> Where did you get these voice samples? They're terrible and not they're clashing. But they're key matched. How'd you do that part? <laughs> that part I understand. I'm entirely in the key of G major? <laughs> what? <laughs> I wrote a code that has to synthesize it based on key presses. So it's not even talking? No. It is synthesized human language. Yep. I'm like vocoded or like, um, what's the name of that thing from Japan? Matsune or whatever? The, uh, the virtual reality girl oh, who's a um, band? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know the name, but I know you're Mika talking about. or something? Yeah, Armika? Arm? Mikasu. Obviously, Everyone who knows what we're talking about already knows, so yeah, whatever. The, <laughs> Obviously, we're not the biggest fans of rhythm games, apparently. <laughs> we know the shit. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, so I, I was hoping for more out of PAX, in all honesty. I I want to go to PAX, but at the same time, I'm always kind of like, I'm not sure I want to go to PAX. The thing is, I've said it on, like, on this channel before, like, I'm not too old to go to conventions. I am too old to go by myself. Yeah. And no one told me they were gone. Yeah, your friends are assholes. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. But so that, I just, let's fucking dive into the main topic, which this All week, right. which I'm not going to sugarcoat this one. Uh, we had a very nice civil topic planned, and then I started finding news for this week, and the text I literally sent Jeff was, I've had a shitty day, I need to kick a dog when it's down, let's talk about Nintendo currently. So I'm going <laughs> to throw out the uh, the research I've done of this topic, and then we're going to talk about it. So, um... Oh, I forgot to mention how a bunch of char copies of Uncharted 4 got stolen. Yeah, Uncharted 4, co Uncharted 4 copies got stolen and then released ahead of schedule. Minor by comparison to this bullshit. Minor by comparison, but that is exciting news for me in a weird... Well... I don't know if exciting's the word for it, but I totally want to play Uncharted 4. <laughs> Stole it from, like, a fucking truck. That's the level of heist it was, actually. <laughs> Thing was, like, waiting for some, like, crazy, like, Ocean's Eleven bullshit. Like, they capped the driver or something, like... Or it's, like, the South Park episode with the super sleuths that fucking robbed a Burger King. <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, it's, uh... Uncharted 5 is stealing Uncharted 4 from a moving truck. Yeah. <laughs> that is the truest of Uncharted's. <laughs> Stealing Uncharted 4. But yeah, so Dude fucking Raider Nintendo. Dude Raider and his Exactly. <laughs> so fucking Nintendo. Um, so Nintendo has come out and very publicly said, we're not going to show off the NX at all that much to the level of degree for this at E3. The fucking new console, they said, will have more about it at E3. They're not focusing on, apparently. And, but we also apparently know the NX is coming in 2017, allegedly. So they're trying to be that first one out the gate for the next generation again? No, they can join this generation with the NX. Oh, 
Thank you. Oh. That's how bad. I guess the Wii, the Wii U's was. been around so long. I almost view it as part of this one. It I guess was supposed it's to be. It's a half. It's not even a half step. It's a better version of the Wii minus what made the Wii a selling point. Like it's. It should have come out when the Wii came out. Like this is the console you release, but you're like, but waggle stuff too, because the waggle stuff works with the Wii U. It's got built-in systems for the waggle. Like, yeah. Not going into this yet. Okay. We'll get to my bile about the Wii U in a second. But so mm -hmm. then on top of that, the, um, the big sell for those of us that bought Wii U's has been this amazing looking Zelda game. It's an open world. Initially, it may have, we thought it may have featured a female Link, but it's got like crazy horse mechanics and beautiful graphics and awesome looking grass. Well, that's been delayed to 2017 as well. And those of us that are cynical start steepling our fingers and going, do we think Nintendo would be evil enough to just flat out delay one of the only reasons to own a Wii U to the NX. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, they would. I'm saying that now. Yep. If this version of Zelda never actually comes out for the Wii U or comes out in kind of the way Twilight Princess did, but then also comes out, quote, better for the next thing, in that case it was the Wii, in this case it will be the NX, I will be 0% surprised. And mm -hmm. for those keeping track of home... This could potentially be the first Nintendo console that never got a Zelda game. Hmm. We've had some re-releases, but we've never actually gotten a new Zelda game for this console. That's it's a been, weird thought. It's been like all HD up-reses and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And this is coming straight off the heels of the fantastic flop that is Star Fox. It's not good. People were disappointed by that one. Which is extra sad because Platinum made a big chunk of that game. I mean, did you see the one that Rare made? <laughs> or the most recent one? The, That's like... the one I'm talking about. No, no, no. I mean, before this one. A couple years back with, like, dinosaurs and horse shit where they the completely caught up the game. Totally bad. Like, it, was, it wasn't Star Fox anymore. Like, it completely lost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was it... some drunken mismatch of, like, hey, we're making a game. Do you think you could throw Star Fox in? Well, I guess we could drop his character model into it. Okay, that's all you need to do. Yeah. All right, let's go to lunch. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> you know, so coming I'll, off of that amazing release, how could they do worse? Coming off of that, we're going to throw something silly in here because I thought this was just amusing. Apparently, Nintendo ha also had a 55% um, stake ownership in the Seattle Mariners that really? they're now selling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sports teams from Seattle. All right. <laughs> it was a very 90s purchase, apparently, but I, I read that, and I'm like, that's I don't know, dumb. that sounds pretty 80 blowing hookers purchase to me. Yeah. I'm going to... I remember watching The Simpsons, and there was a guy who was, like, writ, like infinitely wealthy, and he was like, when I'm happy, I punch holes in wall walls. When I'm sad, I buy hockey teams. You wouldn't believe how cheap they are. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not. No, but so I'm like, oh, that's that's a fun story from Nintendo. They own part of the Mariners. And in the same hour, I learned something else, which is that the PSN store of PlayStation, the digital storefront for PlayStation, had a better 2015 than all of fucking Nintendo. Which says a lot with how much GameStop hasn't died yet, and people still buy hard copy games. Uh, so I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying Sony. I'm not saying PlayStation. I'm saying the digital storefront 
of PlayStation did better than an entire fucking beloved Japanese gaming company. And it's at this point my kind of what the fuckness radar went off and felt we should... I mean, with that release of God Hand, I mean, that single-handedly's got to raise PSN sales. Yeah, by like eight bucks. <laughs> yeah, by eight bucks. <laughs> the eight people that bought God Hand. <laughs> so, well, please go on. We don't normally go into full numbers for this, but I got numbers for you. Oh, boy. Because, to put it in perspective, during the year ending on March, th- the fiscal year ending on March 34th, 2016, Sony PlayStation Network generated, according to Eurogamer, Five, uh, 529.1 BN yens. I'm assuming that BN stands for billion? I have no idea. I don't know that the counting system. I As know like otaku math, and th- one of the things that anime has taught me is that I have no concept, and anime has no concept of how much a yen is worth. Yeah. Because there's very many times it'll be like, I've got a, a thousand yen. Oh my god, you're so rich. And then others will be like, a thousand yen? Wow, that'll get you like a candy bar. I'm like, I don't know how much this increment's actually worth anymore. Comparatively, Nintendo made 504.4 BN yen. I'm assuming that's billion still. You may have noticed that is 25 billion less mm-hmm. than one part of PlayStation. And it, it goes on to break it down where it's like the PlayStation stuff is just... PlayStation is killing it still. But the fact that you have a storefront doing better than one of your competitors as a fucking whole, that is disgusting. And speaks to my kind of what the fuckness is going on with Nintendo at this point. I, 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 I looked up Nintendo releases for last year. The only one I liked was Splatoon. And even mm-hmm. that was a little bit disappointing. I guess Bayonetta came. No, Bayonetta came out two years ago. Like, I, and ultimately, Bayonetta is a uh, platinum game more than like. I mean, it's on the Nintendo proprietary product, but I don't really view them as being very integral in its design. Yeah. Where Splatoon isn't that like an official Nintendo release? Like, yeah, Nintendo that's, that, themselves. That made is a it? Nintendo brand game. Like, and that's that's what I'm talking about. Nintendo brand games are Nintendo games, so they have a built-in "it's gonna fucking sell somehow" factor to them. Yes. And guess what? Splatoon did really well. And my feelings about Splatoon aside, it did well. It deserved to do well. It's a decent game. Star Fox is not, and we were pretty fucking excited for that game. The first real Star Fox since the Nintendo 64 is a flop. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not great. It's, I mean, a lot of it comes down to, I mean, we've been asking for many years the question, when is Nintendo going to have to grow up? And I think we finally hit that point like it's i get Either that it. or they need to find a new way to market to 12 year olds like well, so like which done... is a perfectly fine demographic it's just we're seeing the same characters reused into the dirt you know yeah no it's and that's the thing like nintendo's always backed on we have the stable of characters that are beloved like i know i'm a crazy person who doesn't like mario and doesn't like a variety of mario games that exist like i've We've talked about this once or twice in some videos, I think. I don't enjoy Mario games. I don't know something about them just 
never clicked for me. Like, and I don't like all Mario games. Zelda I can dig, Metroid I like, but Mario, the flagship of Nintendo, I'm like, I've bought two Mario games in my entire life. I've played almost all of the ones worth playing, allegedly, and the one I like the most is the one everyone's like, it's fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Which is Super it's Mario Sunshine. Sunshine. Yep. Because it's got a fucking Super Soaker weapon. <laughs> and that thing is cool. Yep. Nah, but it's... I, and I think like we talked about this a couple Game of the Years ago, or maybe it was last Game of the Years, where the Wii was this tremendous, amazing success, and obviously Nintendo had no fucking clue why it was a success, because this is what I was kind of expecting to happen. Like, this slow entropy into what they currently are. Like, Nintendo isn't releasing games anymore. They have a console that no third-party games exist for. Like, stuff has come out for it's kind of niche and accessible, but you're, you're not buying a Wii U because it's the gaming console. You're buying it for reasons like me, where it's like, I want to play Splatoon and Bayonetta 2. Mm-hmm. And maybe Monster Hunter if it ever comes out for it. Why else? That's all I got. But what if that's all I got? I think they took a huge step backwards with the Wii U when they moved over to this bullshit controller that they did. Because with things like the Wii, the Wii at least had itself this niche little like motion-based market that I wish Nintendo or Sony and Xbox stayed the fuck away from, but they both felt the need to get involved. And they both failed pretty horribly between the Kinect and the Move. So for that, the Wii had this little niche market to itself, and they totally threw it away. Well, so, and I think this is what a lot of people, it's like, the Wii did super well. The Wii did super well because you bought the Wii and a couple extra Wii motes, and the Wii came with Wii Sports. And that was all you ever bought for the Wii, if you were most people. Like, you had to buy a Wii to play Wii Sports. The sequel to Wii Sports didn't sell well because it's not as good as normal Wii Sports. Like, I... My dad bought a Wii because it was the super hot video game console that no one could get. He's like, I got us a Wii, and I'm like, great? What did we get for it? Wii Sports. Two days later, I'm like, so is anyone going to play this thing again? Mm-hmm. No? Okay, cool. And then you and me got no more heroes and played that for I, a weekend. <laughs> I can list off, I think, on one hand, finger-wise... The number of good Wii U, uh, number of good Wii games I think exist that are like, that are, you have to own a Wii for this game to work, and it's like no more heroes. No more ha- heroes two, Mad World, Mad World two. Yeah, which Four ha- figures. There's no Mad World two, is there? Yeah, there is. Oh yeah, it's, yeah that's that's basically and like Wii Sports I can respect, but I don't enjoy, because it's, oh you have to get into it, or I can sit on my couch and figure out the exact. Uh, jerky motion for my wrist that emulates the game what i love about or i guess what this will be my side of the shitting on nintendo is nintendo it's one thing to, to claim that nintendo has no original ideas i'm going to compound on that one here which yes anyone can say they have no original ideas because they've all seen the same stable of characters a thousand times over But then when you start looking into their hardware, you start realizing the repetitiveness in very silly ways. So for starters, we'll talk about the Power Glove. So the modern day Wii is basically just the Power Glove recycled. Yeah. Because they both run off the same style light system. 
you just don't, they've knocked off one of the sensors because now it's a two sensor system as opposed to a three that the uh, power glove used. So that's just the power glove recycled. The 3D technology for the 3DS is uh, not exactly, and I know they work differently, but that's the Virtual Boy recycled. Because as much as that thing was a complete and utter flop that made you see red entirely for hours and hours, the gimmick they were selling was because they could make you look, uh, they're, or they're using what's now modern day used with VR is the split camera, uh, split your eyes 3D effect. Um, the Wii Fit itself is just that uh, like DDR pad that they invented a hundred years ago that came with Spoiler alert, a Nintendo sports game, and it had, like, numbers, like, 1 through 9. Um, the Wii nunchuck itself is just the light gun, really. Um, yeah. Slash the power glove. You're underselling the nunchuck a little, because that that thing is a brilliant way to do motion and a more traditional controller at the same time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's... Very few games took advantage of it in a good way, and... If you take a step back, the really popular games in the gaming circles are like Smash Brothers. A yep. game not improved by Wii functionality. No. That game was just as good on the uh, N64 or GameCube. The fact they were selling a GameCube controller adapter for the Wii U eventually, I think speaks volumes about that game on that console. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. And I guess that brings us full circle back to the Wii U remote, where it's like, you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I got into this a little initially. If the Wii U had come out when the Wii did, I might have been excited about a Wii U, because like, it's like, look, we have all the funky motion technology for people that don't play video games. Okay, that's cool. And a normal-ass controller as well. Okay, cool. Like At the time, it would have been a competitive concept. Like It's powerful. It would have been on par with the Xbox 360 and the PS3. You could have done stuff like, not saying you should buy a Nintendo product for non-Nintendo stuff, but like you could have done third-party stuff on it at least, which mm -hmm. you couldn't do on the Wii because it's like, no, no, the hardware is so different, it doesn't work. What do you mean? It's not very powerful. How not powerful? Like, GameCube not powerful. Yeah. Which would drive away third-party companies. So, basically, it's Nintendo has to support their own console with their own company making their own games, and that didn't really happen. Well, it did because Wii, Wii Sports sold the Wii. When it yep. came time for the Wii U, though, there wasn't a Wii Sports. Like, it's like, oh, you have Mario Kart. Yeah, not an especially beloved version of Mario Kart, though. You have Smash Brothers. Y yeah, but it's like Brawl, and people aren't sure if they actually like Brawl. Not, yeah, Brawl, like... People actually don't think Brawl's better than Melee. Hell, I don't think Brawl's better than Melee. It's, like, it's more like Melee. Is it Melee? No. And then there's Project M, which I believe is still on the The worst Wii. Metroid game ever made? No, Project M is the uh, fan-made uh, Super Smash Brothers game where they retweet the AI and balance the game. It's actually a pretty amazing little project. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm thinking of Other M. I think yes. Project M got shut down. Well, they, shut, they shut it down. And the discs are out in circulation. I've yes. played the damn game. The discs are out there. It's they're no longer actively developing it though, or something like they like then they got a cease and desist. Yeah. They're like, we're out. Uh, I mean, once you've made the game, I don't know what more development there is to be had. Uh, patching or updating or something. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's a hard. I mean, it's a Wii game. It doesn't really yeah. get patched. <laughs> yeah. No, Wii games get patched now. Oh. Cause internet. 
Yeah, that's it's, unfortunate. I, patches lead to unfinished games. <laughs> patches, yeah. I, so I'm only kind of like, I'm not the biggest Nintendo fan out there, but we're in this weird time period where you have people that have, are just beloved fans of Nintendo for various reasons, and it's I get it. Games like Mario Maker are innovative and fantastic games that a lot of people bought. But they and I they appeal to a very specific crowd that want to make Mario levels, as the name implies, dumbly. But like, I don't like Mario. I know I'm in the minority on that. I won't touch anything involving Mario Maker. I played around with some. I'm like, yeah, this is okay. It's a level editor. It's a video game. Neat. And even that, they screwed up with like timed unlockables in the custom creation stuff. And the only in my mind, cool stuff to come out of that game are people that make, like, insane evil levels of that game that are like, why would you do this in a Mario game? In uh, Good Games Done Quickly, there is a one, like, famously chosen, like, Mario Maker level that they play. Yeah. And they just have people, like, speedrun. And there's, like, one guy who owns the record on it and stuff. So Mario Maker does get its cameo in that, but, like... yeah. You could just as easily have that difficult of a level in, like, regular old Mario. Yeah. No, and it's it's dumb stuff where it's like, we've seen a Donkey Kong game. Like, we've seen two, but they've been the side-scrolling type, which some people like more. I know more that liked Donkey Kong 64. I like the open-worldness of it. And I'm not saying don't go all the way back to it, but at the same time... <laughs> oh my god, the bongo controller. That's flashbacks. A, that's not even that. That's Donkey Kong um, Country, Kanga, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That was, that was a rhythm game. That was a whole separate thing. And that was Nintendo... Was that GameCube or Nintendo 64? I don't That's know. That's N64. Yeah. That was a thing. It feels like at every turn now, Nintendo's making the wrong, dumb choice. And there was some promise. Like, Splatoon, good game. Bayonetta 2, Really weird choice for Nintendo, but you know, yeah. I fucking bought one because of I'm it. Still glad someone picked it up. Yeah, it's still a great game. I just don't know how I feel about it being on Nintendo. Yeah, no, it's like a, we're making a new Star Fox finally. Yeah, we're throwing in a bunch of control pad gimmicks. No, <laughs> it's I've never I've yet to encounter a successful giant of the game industry. That seems so unbelievably out of touch with its consumers at this point. Like, it's... There is a <clears throat> decent Star Fox game in Star Fox Zero. It's just buried under a bunch of Nintendo Wii U bullshit that no one wanted. And mm -hmm. that's a damn shame, because just giving us a better version of Star Fox 64 would have made you a shit ton of money. Pretty much. Give us the HD version of Pokemon on a console already. Oh, we're bringing it to a phone and stuff like that. That's also cool. Make a console game still, you fuckers. Well, I mean, Pokemon Go is coming out. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, make it in conjunction with it, at least, or something. They just don't seem to listen. Like, there's so many things Nintendo fans want to see that we're just not getting. It's like, oh, we'll never get the... It's like, where is the MMO version of Pokemon? We're giving you a phone thing. That's progress, but you should have a fucking console MMO of Pokemon already. Like, the smash hit that is Pokemon Stadium obviously tells you <laughs> that's kind of a thing we want. Yeah, especially because I've actually played a Pokemon MMO before made by fans or whatnot, and it yeah. was a copy of Pokemon Red that we were all playing. 
And it is a totally viable formula, and it's a totally functioning, perfectly amazing game. Yeah. Um, the way that they did it was just um, trainers. One, there's no unit collision between players. Um, and trainers, instead of walking towards you, just stand around, like, looking blankly off into space. Like and then do. you have to go up and talk to them to get them to battle you. Yeah. Yes, that's technically easier, but any person who's playing the Pokemon MMO knows that if you want to be at the right level when you get anywhere, you fight everything that you encounter. No, the point of Pokemon is dog fighting. You're not trying to play peacefully. You want to fucking murder someone else's pets. That's exactly. the point of Pokemon. It's a uh, social, or is it uh, Darwinism meets cockfighting? Yeah. <laughs> um, With flamethrowers. Yep, and the fact that they have this many, like, internet-enabled devices... And they haven't gotten that through yet. Well, it's, <laughs> it's silly stuff like Pokken Fighting Tournament came out and did really well. I own a copy. It's fun. Why is that fighting system not in a Pokemon MMO? Like, that would be so fucking cool. If it's like, okay, you're in a battle now? Pokken Tournament. This is how Pokemon actually fight. It's like, holy crap, you have a 3D fighting game that does 3D kind of range zoning and then up-close melee fighting surprisingly well, especially because you're a Nintendo. This is completely strange coming from you. I... Like, they, they keep making the components for amazing games, and then they never do anything with it. Like, Splatoon, there's lots of cool net stuff to it. It's not the best third-person FPS-style game ever, but it's got a nice following to it. Mm-hmm. Make a sequel. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure that one was, you know, 20 years in development and uh, quivering, and I don't know, it doesn't contain any of our previous IP. <laughs> I... And it's one of the best IPs to come out of Nintendo in my book. I like the Squid Kids and stuff like that. Like, I, They're not in Smash Brothers. We've patched in fucking Ryu and Bayonetta. And we've patched in characters Nintendo has no ownership of. But Splatoon characters aren't in, in Smash Brothers. What the hell? Yeah. Well, that's a pretty valid complaint. Yeah. It, uh, and, like, it's their... It, Oh, we have Miyamoto Life. Okay, we have a weird social network app involving Mii's for my phone. Yeah. Who asked for this? Let's get some <laughs> fucking netcode out of Nintendo that works reliably, as opposed to the kind of half-assed one we currently have that works, but only for specific games. Mm-hmm. I... I, I think you put it best where it's a game that it's... Nintendo needs to grow the fuck up. Like, it's there's no voice chat in Mario Kart. Why? Because people are monsters when it comes to Mario Kart. Yep. But, you know, Mario Kart should have those monsters now. Like, it's... Are kids playing Mario Kart? I'm sure. Yep. Is the majority of your audience kids, though? No, it's fucking weirdos like me in their 20s who are like, I like Mario Kart. I can go for some Mario Kart. Yep. I want to shit-talk my friends online, though, too. That'd be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Well, the way I view it is there's they need to do one of a few things. One, find a new way to appeal to 12-year-olds, because as stands, between an Xbox, a PlayStation, and a Nintendo, I think that our younger generation, like six-year-olds or whatever, should be playing the Nintendo product. Yes, that's That said, that doesn't concept. mean that they have to only use the same characters, produce the same games, and shoot for that demographic and just rely on the old ways. 
You can still make a kid's game and make it good without just repeating what you've done. No, and Splatoon is proof of this. Like, Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter. These are games that are non-offensive to, like, an eight-year-old gamer, but can still be very much enjoyed by an older demographic. The new Ratchet and Clank game for the PS4 is doing real well. I will probably check it up at some point, but, like, I like Ratchet and Clank. Agreed. It was, yeah, it's, it's a good franchise. It wasn't intended for the M crowd. But it was a fantastic teen-rated game because it was a good game. Yep. And the other part of the grow-the-fuck-up thing is it's not necessarily that Nintendo needs to be more, like, focusing on an older demographic, but at some point you're going to have to produce a game that doesn't look like it can run on my phone. Yeah, no, it's... That's just it. It's... And your hardware is very much hampering that. No, I've said it before, I think, maybe not on the podcast, but, like, I want Nintendo to move away from making their own consoles and become a software manufacturer. Like, I want Nintendo games on the Xbox One and the PC and the PS4. It's like, okay, this Mario game's coming to PC. I, I, they have so many good IPs, and the games they do make are fantastic. The issue is you have to buy a goddamn Nintendo console to get access to any of them, and then you're stuck with a Nintendo console that you've bought just to play Nintendo games. Mm hmm And it's like, it's like okay, what None do I have? Of, yeah. No third party. Yeah. No, it's dumb stuff where it's like, okay, Xenogears X. It's like, oh, it's a big JRPG on Wii, on a Wii U. It's graphically quite impressive for a Wii U. It'd be infinitely better on any other console. Yep. Because there's more power and more functionality there because it's like, oh, there's a gamepad on this. Yeah, yeah, it's annoying, though, like it is in every single situation. Like if that game was as pretty as, like, a Final Fantasy game? I, it's already kind of Final Fantasy pretty, but yeah, imagine what they could have done if they had some serious computing power behind that game. Holy shit kind of thing. Yeah. No, it's I I think that's the future for Nintendo is stop making consoles and just start making software that's for everyone else's hardware cuz you're obviously no longer good at the hardware stuff. It's like I almost actually want to go back and say that like the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo were instrumental and important. They weren't good consoles. Like the Nintendo controller is a horrible controller. Mhm. Mm it's blocky and hurts your hands the super nintendo is better but like they're not good consoles in many ways like they they had good games and that's what people remember but nintendo's never really made a good console now that i think about it in my mind like it's always been you're buying it to play nintendo games or at one time you were buying it because nintendo had a stamp for excellency or because it wasn't sega and you no longer trust sega mm -hmm. yeah I... speaking of business models they should follow <laughs> no don't become sega that's sega's not a good business model they're kind of a flaming hellscape well now they are but yeah. i meant the make video games not consoles is yeah kind of what you're getting at. yeah or at the very I... least stick to handheld consoles. Yeah. Because the handheld market, they're pretty unopposed because the PSP does not really fight that adamantly against the DS crowd. No, and it's... The, the, the Vita is a fantastic... I'm not to, not to be a Vita apologist. The Vita is a fucking amazing handheld that just never got the games and the support it needed. Like, it had some porting issues, but when games are good on that thing... 
it is a impressive little gadget that like if you're big into the Sony world, you should own a Vita. Why? It's a really cool handheld. Yep. I own a PSP 1000. Yeah. I love the thing. I actually took it out and started playing it again the other day. Yeah, no, it, Still it's... Still love a little fucker. <laughs> yeah, it is a portable PS3 almost, and that is really impressive. It's got the scope of a Sony console where it's like, you want M-rated games? We got M-rated games. You want, you want beautiful kind of cutesy indie? We got that. We have so much stuff on our handheld. Nintendo has nine franchises they keep cranking new games out of, and every time they try something new, it is terrible. Mm-hmm. Now, it's like, we got Borderlands 2 running on a PSP Vita. How? <laughs> it is well, because I actually got to hold a PSP Vita recently. I mean, they've been around for a while. I've held yeah. them before, but... The amount of, like, buttons and stuff that that thing has, like, it is two shoulders button from... Oh, two shoulder buttons away from being a complete PlayStation no, controller. No, it is, it is a PlayStation controller minus the second R1 and L2. Like, it, it has... It's... I love my Vita. It's my favorite thing to use on planes because it's, like, it's a nice big screen and it feels like a video game console. And the video games that exist for it feel like console games to a certain extent. They're smaller obviously and they ha they're not like ps4 or pc or xbox one level graphics but it's like the kill zone game for the vita is one of the best kill zone games mm -hmm. the like the fact they have a bunch of like ps3 classics just running on the vita like all the jack and daxter games for the ps2 they have a collection for them for the vita which is cool yeah no that's solid and then a yeah. lot of like good playstation one games like um there's a lot of games that I think really do well in handheld form. Like, if you yeah. get, like, old, like, turn-based games like the Final Fantasy games, they play fantastically on a handheld. Yeah. The best version of Persona 4 is on the Vita. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's... And I get it. Like, Nintendo is Nintendo, and the Game Boy is this iconic super thing. And I wish someone was opposing them because I don't like the DS Game Boy. Like, I, it's... I get the appeal of it, but again, it's like, why did you do this? This is completely unnecessary. It flips. Great. Like, the mm -hmm. PSP is a better handheld because it's got two sticks and more buttons and stuff like that. But it's the rare situation. It's the situation, not rare even, of this one does better despite being the inferior product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I, whoever managed to lock up stuff like Monster Hunter for the... um. Nintendo handhelds is a goddamn genius, except for the fact there's no second control, there's no second joystick on a DS, so you kind of screwed up there a little bit, but whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I want Nintendo to be around for a while, too, but they keep doing stuff that makes me go, what the hell is going on with Nintendo at this point? Mm hmm. Sometimes hard to figure the, out the answer to that question. Yeah, and I, and I go back to the fact that a goddamn digital storefront did better than Nintendo overall, which I get it, Steam probably makes mountains of money every year, but that's also Steam. Like, PlayStation is killing it, and apparently PlayStation's digital storefront is also killing it. Mm -hmm. Maybe we talked about this at our uh, Game of the Year thing, like... Or sorry, the E3 thing that like yeah. this was Sony's year to win, and they didn't. They decided they weren't going to win by a little bit. Yeah, like it's 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 like all they have to do is not lose, and that like it's not gonna be hard. They just have to not screw up, and they 
Sony hasn't had an amazing year. They've not like they've they've released some cool games this year that I've liked, but nothing's been like oh I have to buy a PlayStation Four now a third time kind of thing. Like, well, you've, you have officially turned me into I need to get a PS Four at some point. Yeah, no, but that's you've always been kind of in that boat where it's like ah eh, there will eventually be games I want and, like, and they've done it. <laughs> yeah. But you don't own one yet, so it's like, yeah, I'll buy one eventually. Mm-hmm. Not a yeah. script off-screen amounts of time. Yeah, but it's like, despite no console having a, I must buy this so I can play this, and, like, Nintendo technically probably has that crown, despite being the worst of the consoles, it's like, again, I go back to the, I own five Wii U games. I own Xenogears X, which I may have actually sold, Bayonetta 2... Splatoon, Mario, which it goddamn came with, mm-hmm. Shovel Knight, which I'd have bought on any of the other consoles, but it was on the Wii U first, and I didn't know I didn't have a PC at the time I could play it on, which I'd have bought. I would have waited if I knew it was coming on the other stuff eventually, but yeah, it's I and Smash Brothers, like that is it, mm-hmm. what I own for the Wii U, and the number of games I've actually put time into on the Wii U. It's almost non-existent. Like, it's Splatoon and Bayonetta 2 because the controller's not great. The pro controller is good, but you still have to have the other horse paddle of a fucking controller on for certain functionalities. It's The online isn't great. It's... Yeah, I... I kind of hope the Wii U becomes this weird console where it's, like, rare because no one bought it. Because mm-hmm. that will justify me owning one. So, I'm thinking of something in my head right now that I think the Wii U could have done differently that could have, like, revolutionized this entire conversation. Come out when the Wii came out? Other than that. I mean, the thing in my head is, if they had stuck with, like, the nunchuck system and not moved over to these horseshit things, we could have had, like, the Wii 2. And it could have been, like, another wonky, zany, mad world games, no more hero games... We fit insane whatever like nunchuck based games that was a thing that sold and no, instead so we got I'm, this thing. This is where it gets weird because they did some research and basically everyone who owns a Wii U owns several Wii controllers. Like it's one of the rare times you can make the assumption that's like, hey, we made this game for a console. You probably own the console for the last one. We actually the game is better with the old con- with the old controller. Like in this, it's. I get where you're coming from, but it's the argument of the Wii U was a, the Wii was a good console. The Wii console sold really well, but it sold no games to go with it. And the issue is, when you're trying to convince housewives and fathers and all that stuff to buy a second console for the family, it's like, why do I own a Wii? Yeah, but you need the Wii U now. Why? It's got new Wii Sports. But we have old Wii Sports. Yeah, but new Wii Sports. We didn't like the sequel to, new, to Wii Sports. We only liked the original one. Like, it, it's, it was selling a console that those dirt cheap to make, so they made a lot of money off of it, but at the same time, it was selling nothing else after the fact except more controllers, because you throw it through a screen by accident. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess to me, what I was hoping for in, like, what I'm going to call the Wii 2.0, because that's not what we got, yeah. would be a Wii console with much more processing power that still built off the gimmicks and stuff that, like, it was initially selling... Except for now, the games don't look like ass. (laughs) And that's what I'm saying. You go back a step, and it's like, imagine if the Wii U had come out when the Wii did. You have 
a more powerful console, but you sell it as, hey, it's got this nunchucky stuff, and it's got this kind of funky third, like, extra screen controller. Like, it it would fit in that time period. You could get hardcore gamers that's like, oh, it's a console for both the family and the hardcore, not one or the other kind of thing, which is what the Wii mm-hmm. was. Like, I, I, I always come back to it's not, it's, it's not a useful argument because it's like, no, this should have come sooner. It would have been just as successful as the Wii, if not more so, because you could have sold Call of Duty for it. It may have not been as good as PS3 or Xbox 360. I think it's more or less on par with it spec-wise, but you could have had third-party support, and I could have bought a Wii U or th- a Instead of a Wii, I could have bought a Wii that had an actual controller and actual graphics capabilities, and that could have been my primary. Like, if my dad had bought a Wii U when he bought a Wii, it's like, oh yeah, I can play games on this aside from Wii Sports. Fucking awesome. It's Mm -hmm. a normal-ass controller. This is cool. And not this, like, okay, we can play one game. Yay. Like, and I remember the time period where all the third-party stuff were trying to make gimmicky, like, time games. Like, they had Call of Duty where you could, like, waggle the knife guys in the neck, where it's like, that's cool, but I just want Call of Duty. I -hmm. don't want weird bullshit Wii version of Call of Duty that no one plays, because it's weird and bullshit, and the Wii's internet stuff is bad. Yep. And, like, it's not like the Wii U is a meaningfully better console than the Wii. It's like, the Wii Squared... But that being said, from a hardware standpoint, the jump from the GameCube and the Wii is kind of non-existent. It's got functionality that's new, but graphic-wise and processing power-wise, it's better, but not meaningfully so. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm like, eh, you kind of dropped the ball on this one. Yeah. No, I think Nintendo was genuinely surprised. Like, oh, we did so well with the Wii. The Wii U will do awesome. Why does no one like the Wii U? Because it's not the Wii! And the people mm-hmm. that bought the Wii aren't going to buy it. Yeah, already have a Wii. Mm-hmm. And they bought no games for it, which is why people like me were like, the Wii is the devil. <laughs> but yeah. All right, well. I've sufficiently kicked Nintendo enough. Okay. As I said, do you want to talk about any more things before we close this out? Because we're... We started early and we're running that's, close that's, to time. That's all I got at this point, I guess I want to say. Like, it's... It's sad seeing a big titan like this. Like, Nintendo is video games in some weird ways. But the fact that I'm, like, now actively rooting against Nintendo because they kept, they made fuck up after fuck up after fuck up. I'm like, no, just die already. (laughs) Go away. Or at least get injured enough that it forces you to focus your efforts. Yeah. Like, if they go through a huge fiscal downfall, it'll force them to try and restructure in some way. This could cause them to downsize and produce a worse product for less, or it could force them to be like, okay, we need to go back to square one, and that's what I would hope for. Yeah, it's like, I want you to die enough, you actually have to learn how to be better. Like, it's the... you. It's like, you can't keep coasting off the Wii sales forever. The Wii sold really well, but it fucked all your other business models. And you mm-hmm. guys seem to have missed that fact because it's like, oh, the Wii sold amazingly. Yeah, but it had an attachment rate of one game per console. Like, the, the average was so bad. It's like, no, no, you basically didn't sell other games. And the ones you did were, like, crazy Suda51 games that were very yes. niche. And it was like, oh, I already own a Wii. Guess I'll play No More Heroes. That game looks crazy. Yep, guess I'll just run through No More Heroes again. Yeah. Nah, it's... 
my first console was Nintendo 64. I, in theory, like Nintendo. I got a GameCube over a PS2 or an Xbox 360 or Xbox, whatever came out around that time. Like, I, I chose the GameCube. I'm a fucking moron for choosing the GameCube. <laughs> but there was a time where I'm like, yeah, Nintendo! Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I guess I'll say uh, the final thoughts and some nations to this episode, I guess, of the importance here is Nintendo, we, we are mean to you because we want better from you. Yeah, we're the coach that's decided to coach you via hatred and anger. It's the only way we know how to coach or love. It's the only way they deserve at this point. Like It's, <laughs> it's the tongue lashing they need. They have become this weird, like, donkey mule of the game industry where it's like, well, we moved that rock. Yes, but you don't know why you moved the rock. <laughs> and now the rock's back where it started. Yeah. Like, the, like the, the, Wii <coughs> the Wii U is worse than the GameCube. We remember how bad the GameCube was. Yep. That was a downfall of bad controllers and a bunch of other bullshit. When mm. will you learn? When will you start? It's like, oh, things are doing fine. No, they're not. <laughs> Please start learning from your mistakes as quickly as possible. Please start connecting with your fan base even. Like, I don't think I'm asking for much where it's like they re-released re um, Pokemon Blue, um, Red, and Yellow on the DS. It sold fucking well. Like, oh, we're surprised by the sales. No, you're not. The three best Pokemon games got re-released in a playable format that doesn't require an emulator or, like, an old Game Boy. Don't be surprised by this. Hmm. Pretty much. People like Pokemon. This is a known fact. Make <laughs> a better Pokemon. Yep. Nah. Nah. I think that'll be the final summation. Those words right there. Nah. 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 Yeah. <laughs> nah. Nah. <laughs>